Hey guys, this is Randy McBrayer with No Coal Outfitters. Um, random chance that my family, everybody's here on the same weekend, myself included. So it, we've we've had some awesome steaks tonight, and um, we got to telling stories, and we're fixing to interview interview. That may be the wrong one. We're gonna talk to my wife, my beautiful Brittany, Brittany McBrayer, and Jody Glazner, my best friend, my father-in-law. Um, say hi, everybody. Hi. How are you? Hello. Hey, how are you? We're, we got some first-time podcasters, so we're we're just gonna we're gonna tell some stories and 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 uh, see what comes out. So Jody, uh, my 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 mountain man, this dude, I owe a lot to him. He's taught me how to live in the mountains and how to chase elk down and catch him by the jugular. Um, and he taught his daughter well. She's my snot my sniper, my sharpshooter. So uh, we're sitting here kind of reminiscing about some times and um, just curious, Jody, what what's your favorite? Hunting story. What is your favorite hunting trip? You've had so many. I wish you would have given us these questions ahead of time. No, that's this is more fun to catch you off guard. With I, so I've, I've had many. Um, I'm uh, advanced in years, so I've done a lot of a lot of hunting. In the Meaning he's at I'm, least thirty five. Yeah, I'm at least thirty five. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I might say one of the most adventurous hunting seasons I've had was three years ago. I think going on three years. When me and you went to the back country of mm. uh, Wyoming, mm-hmm. about 35 miles from the trailhead wilderness uh, area, pack trip in, we got caught in the uh, blizzard of 2019, like a lot of people Silly. did. Called it the man journey. The man um, journey. Juju, Michael McBrayer, the, 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 the dubbed Juju turkey killer, yes. was on that on Yes, that he trip was. Yes, yes, he was. And we... Uh, Journey. We uh, we did we got there a few days early. Weather was great. We spotted uh, we found a herd of elk uh, up on a mountain that uh, is well known to me and and now Randy. <laughs> and uh, you know we set up a spike camp, went after them on open morning, and we killed what three six point bulls sure. in about thirty minutes. How long did it take us to get there? I'm- um, to get to the to camp. How how long? I forget how long it took us. For, lay- um, for layman, six by six. Yeah, six by three. For the non-elk hunters. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Three six by six bulls in about 30 minutes. It took us, from the trailhead, it took us about, I would say, 10 hours. It was good weather yeah, it was, uh, it was to get good. there and get set up. And we had, what, we did 12 horses and mules? Was it 12? We had 12. Well, I think we had 12 horses and mules for three of us. So you got to figure packing out... Uh, each elk would would take uh, two horses to go thirty five miles. That's not how it worked out, but that's cause we got in a bind. <laughs> but um, yeah, as so, it always goes. So yeah. so about uh, I think about ten hours to get in there. We went uh, we camped halfway down a canyon about ninety five hundred feet, mm-hmm. but we wound up setting up a spike camp about two hours away to go after these bulls, and the plan came together. But then Mother Nature, oh man, I, Mother Nature I, came I with an early September snow, and, and it we was had a brutal. We had a beautiful camp set up, and it was great. But I'm telling you, it's worked that far back. I mean, every time you get water, every time you make food, you have to go pump your water. Um, nothing new to us. So heck, we decided to go light. So we took our light tents with us. Thought that would be a great idea. Michael's first adventure off in here. Not my first. It was my second back there. Joe, have I mean, you been out there? What? How many times? I've I've probably been to where we went. Um, Maybe a half a dozen times. Yeah, so definitely was our guide in this situation. Um, but lots of new country. And, man, I'll tell you, there's there's elk behind every tree back there. Um, and the thing about those elk, when you go that far back, you can work them. Yeah. Because they haven't really, they haven't really 
they're not accustomed to calling. Right. They haven't seen a lot of human interaction. Right. So I remember. I remember we we actually, you know, it kind of we kind of had a snow kind of hit, but we were we were kind of scouting around. But we went up. We we went up out of the valley, and ended up seeing these elk long ways away. Um, I mean, a long ways away. And so to actually get to them the next morning, we picked up camp road. It was two hours maybe to the bottom if ish. Yeah, we were halfway down two hours. Yeah, so we moved we moved one <coughs> tent down to get to the base of this mountain to go in the next day. And then I remember we went up we went up on an old outfitter trail to find that there was a really serious blowdown from a burn that was five years earlier or so and it was really hairy to get up there to the point we ended up dropping the horses and going on foot. And we had one notch to hit and we get up and we're totally exhausted totally exhausted and and a fog set in you couldn't see but we knew we were close and i think i think you hit a you hit a, a bugle or a cow call and yeah. then all chaos broke loose yeah they were there i mean i remember seeing a cow and then man the whole world erupted in bugles that we couldn't even see we maybe could see 80 yards maybe i guess yeah it was it was it was kind of fogged in and i guess so the first Raining. one the first one to kill was michael it was just like whack-a-mole we couldn't see him michael could see him so he took a great shot and and dropped him i mean he, he was just out of visibility and even, we're all high-fiving because in all all reason we're successful at this point like we just killed awesome and um then we realized there's more coming and and jody goes to calling and literally a bull comes blowing past the bull Michael just shot. And I shot one at, man, what was he, 40 yards, 50 yeah, yards? Yeah, 50 yards maybe max. And, and, and again, the, all the emotions we've just felt of this trip, because we've been back in here three or four days already, and, and it's all come together. Um, but it's starting to snow. It's starting to snow hard. And, and we're up here. What's that elevation at the top of there? Uh, where we were at, where yeah. we saw the bulls, it, w- it would have to be um, – Pretty close to ten thousand feet. Yeah, I'm so it's up there, um, and so again the whole emotion start over. We're high fiving. We're 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 doing awesome, and again we hear another bugle, and Jody looks at me. I'll never forget. He says, "Randy, I'm not shooting no dink up here." <laughs> he says, "I'm not shooting a dink." Too hard to get there. <laughs> it's too hard to get here, um, and so we look up, and and we see a bull cross, but it wasn't him. And I remember looking, there was two trees. I'm talking about just out of distance we can see, and I'm trying to get eyes on him. And and I think he's a good bull. I'm like, I think he's good, and he's looking at us. And Joey says, yeah, he, he's good. And all I hear was a deep breath and the click of that safety, and I'm like, apparently he's no dink. And then he let one fly and smoke that dude. And, and again, all the motions hit. We're high five, and this is a great trip. We've literally killed three bulls in like twenty minutes. Yes, right. Yes, and so then it sets in. Man, we don't have any horses. The horses yeah, we, we left. Hiked, we hiked up there. We're a long ways. I think yeah. it was two miles straight up. Yeah, and um, yeah, we're two hours from the horses probably. And, and and it it's starting to come down, and so we're starting to see the severity of this. Of course, we've got our GPS and all this. We know that there's there's weather coming. Um, so we all kind of split up and take our own individual elk and just go to skinning them and i'm telling you it become a lightning thundering snow sideways it was blizzard. doing everything yeah. it was it was really creepy so it's we, kind of weird if you've not ever been where it's lightning and thundering and snowing all at the same time yeah, i mean it was, that happens it, was right there. it literally blew us off the mountain so we all decided we just took our took our meat out there was no snow on the ground when we got there right 
by the time we got our elk skinned, we literally pulled the meat off of them and packed them in the snow, hung them over whatever tree. Basically quartered them up. And yeah. just, just to get them free. And it really put it literally pushed us off the mountain. We had to make yeah. the decision to leave everything and, and get down and get low. Um, it was a very, very cold night. So then we went back to the river and camped for the night. We uh, actually we went all the way down, and uh, I think we then we, we we got our stuff and went to the main camp because that we night. needed other horses. Yeah, so we, we needed picked to up get other tent, horses, which was I mean our we picked it camp. up and it got soaking wet. So then we're two hours back up to our to our regular camp. To find Jody's tent was imploded with snow. Yes. I mean, it was it snowed about what eighteen inches. Yes, it was. It day. was. A, it was an ordeal, um, for sure. So then, 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 then we're, we're we're physically exhausted, but then the mental aspect. We we put Michael's tent up. It's wet. Everything we have is wet. It's hard to get a fire going. In this we're professionals at this. We've got it. Got it. Jody's got it for 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 a long, long time. Taught me everything I know. I've been in some hairy situations. We know how to survive, and and we were literally trying to figure out how we're getting everything dry. So it, we 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 salvaged the, the night. We're cold. We eat. We get our horses done, and and I remember the next morning we had some decisions to make because yes. it was bad. We had a window. It kept snowing all night. Yeah, we had a window of opportunity. Um, we had to go get the three bulls off of a mountain. So which is about. Four hours away. And there was more weather coming. And, and <laughs> I remember Jody went to a camp that was below us to see if they're in Camp Jacksford. It yeah, had saws or anything us. like that. Yeah. Because the log jams are so bad, and and myself and Michael took what well, we had. Th- we had we had two horses, three pack animals. Uh, and, and we had one shot because if we didn't get it done, Jody had told us if we don't get them today, we're leaving them. I mean, you can't. It's too dangerous yeah. to get them out. And... Um, we we I told him if if you're not at the bottom of the mountain by the time we get there we're not gonna be able to wait and so we we took off and and I remember telling Michael I said look if you ever needed to be a cowboy you're fixing to prove it to yourself right now if you ever needed to be one um, so we took off up the mountain all these horses to, to retrieve these bulls and and I'll tell you it was frozen all the wet that day had frozen we slipped and slide and got up there. But we did it without a hitch. We got up there, we loaded them up, got them on the got them on the uh, the horses, the pack animals, and started down walking down, thinking we got this whooped. Uh, uh, um, I, I, it, Jody said he was going to meet us back at the bottom, and then we had a horse wreck, and it was a horse wreck of all times. Um, we had uh, two pack animals tied together, just rolled down a ravine. It was just a, a freak accident. I remember sending Jody to message saying, "Hey, we've we've had a bad wreck, and and cutting cutting meat off of a horse stuck in a log jam, just a place you never want to be in. Um, and as much horse situations we've been in, I'm telling you, this took the cake for me. And and I I wanted to make sure he knew because we had our we had our in reach GPSs. Got the message to him that we were in a bind, and and me and Michael just went to work and you know, and and got him out. I mean, it was it was a very emotional experience to get down. We had an hour and a half to get up." An hour and a half to get them, an hour and a half to get down before we beat it. And I, and I felt I felt really uh, um, helpless to, to be able to help them. So all I, all I knew to do was get at the base of the mountain where I knew they were going to come out, s- strike up a fire. Oh man, I, I'll and, never forget. And, and hoping that they would see, smell, hear that, and I was just going to wait there through the night because they were they were committed, and I, and I knew I couldn't get up there in time to help them in any way. So I, I remember tracking. Going up, I knew I had to be able to get my horses and mules back out with Onyx. And we tracked Onyx up, and we run that track back down. Even after our wreck, we got 
we got everything back together, distributed the meat among the horses when we needed. But I'll never forget the minute I smelled that fire. <laughs> it it, it give you life, and, and we got yes. to, we got to, the, to that bottom of that ridge where our last little drop. And I, I remember just crying like a baby. I mean, it was such I did a too. I did too. We I get down you. to Jody, and and it's, it's dark. Right, it's right at dark. It was dark. Yeah. And we still got now, mind you, this sounds wonderful. We made it down. Congratulations. We're not at camp. We are. We still got several hours to go. In fact, we had to readjust all the packs getting off the mountain before we headed back to our main camp. Right. That's right, and and luckily none of the horses were hurt, which was a miracle to me. I mean, I'm talking about, well, one was. I remember, I remember Wally ended up having some abrasions on under where his saddle was, where he was tied rivers. off to the side. But yeah. other than that, we were very lucky um, yeah. to have because we needed everything we had to get back out of there. Yeah. And I'll never forget that was the the, the coldest night of my entire life. Yeah, that ride back home, it, it to to the to the camp was miserable so we so when they got down and we had to readjust all the packs because it was like coming off the mountain things shift it was dark we got the packs readjusted and down where we were at at that elevation it, it kind of kind of melted got mm-hmm. muddy it, yes. was, it was a cold rain but we got everything adjusted and it's dark right so we head now um back to the main camp to our main camp which is we, we're at the we're at the Yellowstone River Basin. I mean, at at, at about I don't know eighty probably four hundred yeah. feet. We had to go from there back up halfway up the canyon to about ninety five hundred feet, and that that journey once we got the packs readjusted was about two hours, and we went from cold and rainy, yeah. muddy to by the time we got Frost. to the camp there was a foot and a half two foot of snow. Right. And it was cold, and we got there what eleven, twelve late. o'clock at night. It was so late, it, it, and and I'll tell you, and my, cold all the way up. My brother's a bad man. My father-in-law's a bad man. But every one, it took every one of us together to to, to get through everything. Else. It was the coldest night. I, the last three hundred yards of that ride with that wind blowing on us, as wet as we were. I mean, yeah. at this point, we've been in snow all day. We've been quartering, you know, packing all day in this stuff. It was miserable. Um, my brother, I remember him just packing into his sleeping bag, and I actually cooked his food for him because he was just shivering. I mean, it was bad. Um, I think it was like 15 degrees. I would say. I mean, it yeah, was miserable. It was cold. Um, so all the success, it was it was just hours and hours of chaos for moments of success back into the... the, the so that was day two, right? That was yeah. the day after we day, killed. Yeah, so this, we killed on the 20th, which is opening day. We went back the next day. 21st. Coming in basically at midnight, yes. and knowing that there's more weather coming in, we had to get our stuff together, all twelve horses, and get out of there. Yeah, and normally, normally you would you would uh, on the next day, so that would be day three, the twenty second. Right. You would normally take the time to bone out the meat, put it in panniers so that it lightens up the load on these horses coming out. It just kept. It snowed all night, it didn't and, stop. and it kept snowing. And we were at ninety five hundred, and we had to go over a pass Up. that was about eleven thousand feet, and you could just look and see the snow. And we were like, we don't have time to do this. We have got to get out of here. We may not get out of here for days. Yeah, and and we knew it was time sensitive, so so we got up and and. Really impactive thing, probably the fastest pack job I've ever seen. We packed up a lot of camps yeah. in our time together, but we got everything out and 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 three bulls. We've got antlers, we've got meat, 
when we've got everything. We left all the grain. We had enough grain in there for the horses, but you know, and, everything and it was we alfalfa cube, so you can leave that up there. That horse service will let you leave the. Well, they the ate most stuff. of it. That yeah. was the deal. I mean, we, we, we can leave some. We yeah. were able to to you know to really get down to the bare bones because we we knew we had to leave. <clears throat> so we get over the top of that pass, and I remember there's like two, three foot of snow there. There's no trail, you know, and, and you know Jody's been there several times, but. We didn't have a hiccup on the way out. We've been praying this whole time, you know, every step of the way, praying for the success. And when we got out safely, and um, we ended up getting out, it took us a long time. It was dark when we rolled into the trailhead. And um, again, a very emotional experience of, of success that we got there. Um, but it amazed me, every, every one of our packs, every one of our, our our elk that we had tied on there, nothing budged. We didn't adjust anything right. in, a, in a nine, ten hour horse ride back. So, you know, it was coming off the calf space. We had to stop and kind of readjust some stuff. And I, I won't even that's, go into the calf space. With that's that a day. nasty little area, but, yeah, <laughs> was, but, but yeah. we, we got it. And, and, but I, and another thing that I, I forget sometimes as we're sitting here hitching up our horses, we see a truck pull up. We're like, who is this hoodlum? pulling up and i'm telling you i've never been so happy to see an individual in my entire life brent bostick my partner pulls up at stinking middle of the night and just helped us do all that and and i, I get teary i think about it now that man come and helped us get everything done um help took us back we had to take two loads of horses back to the cabin help us get coffee things like that i mean it was just so good to see him and um but man what a trip though what an adventure it was it was one it we've was, had a lot it was crazy but that one took the cake i mean it i was mean something. as far as success without a doubt it's it, it's uh the most successful elk hunt um when you consider three hunters going up killing three six by six bulls opening day 30 minutes it was also the most grueling um exhausting hunt i've ever been on and looking back on it it's very uh satisfying I don't know that I would want to relive that. <laughs> it was because bad. it was really. I'm just saying. Both times I've ever been back there, I had a pretty similar experience. It was snowing. It was wet. Now Jody will go back there and it'll say sunny and 75 for five days. I'm not that lucky, I guess. But he keeps telling me we're going back. I guess we're going back to do it again. Well, the the wolves the, wolf, the wolves are dictating. Uh, the lower country, so it might be that upper country might be where we have to go to get to do really good elk hunting. That's true. So that that was a mouthful of an adventure, but that's it was. Well, that's it, no doubt. Um, Brittany Lynn, what would you say your favorite hunting adventure would be? You had a pretty good hunt last year. I had a good hunt last year. It was fun. Um, I have two favorite hunts for two different reasons. They were both mild cunts. Last year's was fun because I killed him with a crossbow. Mm-hmm. But. And unexpected. You wouldn't even yeah, plan it on exactly. hunting with a crossbow. And that was the part where I still was fortunate, had lots of help with the babies and everything for my mom and my cousin. So I still got to go with y'all the rest of the time I was there. But, like, I had been geared up mentally to go have to pack in and hunt because there's been seasons I've hunted for 14 days and barely heard a bugle and I've hunted with other people and it's been crazy awesome and so I just had my head right that this was going to be potentially you know stay there as long as I need to to kill an elk and the very first day out we shot that elk 
and he came in almost silently. Mm-hmm. Didn't even come in. We hadn't even really been calling him. He much. let out like one bugle. Like literally one, and we jumped off the horses, and you bugled, your daddy bugled back at him, or cow called back at him. He kind of... And come from a totally different direction, which yeah, we thought. Yeah, and so we jumped, you know, he, the time he bugled back, the second time, we jumped off, tied up the horses, and ran up this little hill... And all got kind of halfway, just crouched looking, and all of a sudden he came over there. The, he topped over the hill, and we had to scramble. And and, and I remember we, we popped out a decoy. Ideal, not ideal. Yeah, we popped out a decoy. Luckily, we had everything cranked. The crossbow was ready. We had a decoy, a Jody's decoy. But as it would go, of course, I had the worst. You had the worst spot. shot. The worst spot. Jody could have killed him twenty times. Yeah, because that's how it always goes. So with him looking right at me, I had to physically move over like right. three We had feet. a little rise and a couple of bushes, and, and, and I mean, these but he bulls could were see. curious. Yeah, yeah, and they were there were two. The little, had you had the, I mean, you would probably have had a 50, 60 yard shot early on, but we physically couldn't move. So no, yeah, we couldn't move, and so it wasn't ideal. But it was like wham, bam, done. I mean, I shot him. It was a not an ideal shot for me. I was I felt rushed and everything, but well, you had to do. What you I had, had to, yeah, I had to make a call. You just feel, get that feeling like your window is closing. And yeah, so I that, pulled, and that's it. But I'm telling you, as far as a clutch shot, they turned. We put you Everything in position. Everything was perfectly aligned. Hit that quarter and away. Hit that yeah. quarter and away shot. But we we weren't unsure. We were unsure about the shots. We give this yeah. bull six hours. Or more, I felt like forever. Yeah, we so we back. left, went back, mm-hmm. and, and rode the horses back in, and uh, and found him, and he was literally almost right like, where we left him. Like seventy yards at the most from where yeah. I shot him, and yeah, he just was right epic, in the woods. Yeah, but just an epic shot, though. Yeah, I mean, and that was cool for that reason, but a little anticlimactic for what I'd had, like that experience with other hunts, like hearing a bunch of bugles, and then you had to leave him. Yeah, and then, yeah, which, you know, that was all right. I understood, you know, that was the wisest thing to do. But uh, my other favorite hunt is when I shot my first bull, arguably probably my lifetime bull with my daddy. That is a lifetime bull. I'm just not going to lie to that. <laughs> well, if I kill one as big as that one day, I'm going to be happy. Yes, I cannot. He's, 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 he's We're looking at him right got close. now. You got close. We're yeah. looking at him on the wall. He was 317. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good boy. Yeah, and it was my first one to harvest after a year of the year before, season before that had been so hard. That was the season I hunted. Right. Fourteen <laughs> consecutive days minus one day I took a break. Had some tag soup. Ate some tag soup. Extended my trip. That was when I had a desk job. And <laughs> That's I even right. extended my trip to stay out there. Um, still didn't, you know, harvest one. And so the next season, I was actually pregnant. With our 19 weeks, 19 weeks pregnant, and for the record, for all the haters and Karens, my mom, my mom, my doctor cleared me. My mom did not, mom, (laughs) mom did not clear you. My mom, my doctor, oh my gosh, my doctor cleared me to go and ride and all that stuff. Um, but that was more of like the on TV classic elk hunting. I'd been hunting for days, my dad was with me, my uncle was with me, actually. Um, you were guiding mm-hmm. in the outfitter camp. That's right. Yeah. So you weren't there, but um, we went way back in back country and harvested a bull out of a we. I got it. Sounds so. I was so privileged, and I was, I guess, but I got to pick a bull out of like seven that were out there. But 
It was pretty well, magical. It, it was magical. It really was. I mean, it was magical. We were sitting up on a little rise. And you were with Jody. I mean, Jody someone will take you up there. Yeah. And we were sitting there, and we are just taking our time. And it's so funny, though. It's probably my favorite hunting story, personally, with my dad. Because he said, he, we're just chilling. It's like yoga. It's like a yoga hunt. We're like, oh, it's beautiful. Look I don't get those. Elk. That doesn't have to happen Look to at me. all these <laughs> Like, pick a bull, any bull. Pick a bull. They were all, like, good, you know, decent five buys or six buys. And, like, they were good. Like, I was just thrilled to be able to. I mean, this was so night and day. And this is about a two-hour horse ride up. I mean, yeah. from, from the trailhead. Yeah. Ten, up, almost 10,000 foot. Way. So, yeah. she makes it sound real easy, but it, it was work. Well, yeah, especially pregnant and so um yeah we, we tied up and we heard them bugling over the ridge and we went down hiked down a rock slide the whole time my dad was like if you tell your mother i'm gonna kill you that i'll let you do this <laughs> carrying a rifle going down like a how long was that rock slide 100 yards oh no it was probably More three four hundred yeah oh, okay i was gonna say 200 but i don't want to exaggerate so that i was more accurate so we hiked down and down and down this rock slide carrying this gun and then back up a little rise and looked over the ridge and they were just a big herd of bulls down there and we were so chill like man this is awesome he's like take your time pick one out let's figure out which one and i'm you know i'm excited but like it's pretty relaxed scenario and all of a sudden this big dude comes out from below he got oh, some he, trash too yeah he came he came <coughs> out of nowhere just out appeared out of nowhere in our lower vision and my dad, I was so chill. I didn't even have the shakes. I had nothing. I was just chilling. Excited, but not, like, nervous. And all of a sudden, I saw him when my dad did, but he didn't think I saw him. Brittany! Brittany! That's a one! That's a one! That's a one! Shoot that one! <laughs> Shoot that one right there! Do you see him? Do you see him? He's right there! Do you see him? He's right there! He's coming out. I was like, I see him, I see him. And then I started getting nervous, and he's going crazy. And in a minute, I'm, I'm starting to shake. And he goes, no, don't be nervous! And I'm like, that ship has sailed. I'm officially <laughs> freaking out. And so, but, you know, unlike this year's hunt where I had to make a quick decision and a not ideal shot, but I had to pull the trigger, I got to just set up, take the shot. The long, it was a long shot, but it wasn't, you know, it was fine. Dropped him where we shot him. Just super, you know, awesome classic hunt. And then my dad was like, you know what? I'm gonna kill one when you kill one, and he picked one out and he shot one a meat you know meat bull and just so we could kill one at the same time and that was just yep. the most perfect day and my uncle was up he didn't see the kill but he was up with the horses and he kind of helped bring the horses down so it was just cool to see in that you know I hunted with my whole life and especially my dad um, specifically elk hunting you know taught us everything we know me everything I know my husband you know Randy everything he knows. To be there to do that. That was my probably my favorite. They're they're both favorites for different reasons. One of mine too. Yeah, that's it was a great day. We've that was a, a good day. So cool, awesome. Well, those are some awesome stories. Just a just a great night. Like I said, we've had the whole family here. We got telling stories. So, figure we jump on here and and go on the podcast. So. I'm going to try to get my, my partner, Brent Bostic, on here for the next one. We've both been, both been busy, so we're going to try to get together and catch up with him. So um, appreciate you guys hanging out with us tonight. Um, rule number one, always come out heavy. We'll catch you guys on the next episode.